Thank you for tuning in to the Win Network Podcast, where inspiration meets entertainment, with your host, Dr. John Wynn. Download the Win Network app or visit our website at thewinnetwork.com so you can stream our latest on-demand movies and TV shows. And listen to our podcast on your favorite listening service, such as iHeartRadio and iTunes. It's your choice. Your choice. Thank you for tuning in to another Win Network, the Win Network podcast. We have this great man, Vincent M. Ward, who's been around the game for over 20 years. He has successfully acted in movies that we've all heard of, Traffic, Ocean Eleven, Bringing Down the House. Now, three can play at that game, Beautiful Soul, Lost in the Pacific, Death House Encounter, uh, also uh, great uh, television roles as Girlfriend, CSI, uh, which is crime scene investigation, head of the class, everybody hates Chris, CSI Miami, Big Shots, The the Wire, and none other than The Walking Dead, which is what he is known for for many years, doing great things in the space, which so many people have, wish they had the opportunity to have such a lasting career as you have, uh, Big Vince Ward. We want to introduce you. Thank you and for always being a part of the Wynn family uh network you've done so much for us in terms of hosting as well as acting as well as been our lead in our in our movies that we've produced and uh we just want everybody to know how great and how gracious you are to work with and also a very professional knows his stuff if you ever want somebody that's ready comes to work ready has a good time but yet is ready is vincent m ward vincent say hi to the people man Man, I didn't know you was talking about me for a minute. I thought you was uh, <laughs> describing Ernest L. Thomas. <laughs> no, sir. We are talking about you, Vince. You've been, award. You've been a, a, a powerhouse down through the years. And I think uh, some, so many times people don't realize the uh, effort it takes to be a, a, a working actor and making a living off of acting. Those are two big things. There's a lot of people that want to work, but it's not a lot of people that are working actors that have made a living off of this this space. What did you tell our audience, you know, uh, your your secret sauce to success in the acting world? Well, I don't know if it's a secret, but I, I do know it's, a, it's having faith, man. Mm. It's going to be plenty of days that, you know, you don't hear that. That that Satan voice creep up in your in your head saying you need to quit and go find your nine to five. Mm. And the day that you decide to quit may be the day that God decide to bless you with all that all those years and you know praying and being good to people and hard being you know working hard. Yes. Um, for example, I remember this one time that I was uh, doing these voiceovers with mm. audition audition for voiceovers. And this one particular day, I was fed up. I had probably went on like 75 auditions. I had to drive an hour wow. to get to the audition and sit there another hour to audition every time. Wow. And this particular day, I was like, I'm done. I took out my phone. True story. I started emailing my, my manager, manager I had at that time. And I was pretty much telling her I didn't want to do any more voiceovers because I wasn't booking them. And it was it was probably it was pretty much bringing my confidence down, you know, as an uh, actor. Right. Right. So I'm emailing her. And of course, you know, it was time for me to go in. It's like, Vince, it's your time. Come on in. 
I turned my phone off, went back to audition, right? I came out, turned the phone back on. It was my manager. It's like, Vince, congratulations. You just booked your first voiceover audition. Wow. And guess who, and guess who it was with? Who was it with? Donnie McClurkin's Gospel Gold. What? So that day I said, okay, God, I hear you. It's, it's, it's on your time. Wow. You know, it's not only did I not only did I book a voiceover, but it was dealing with, you know, with with God. You know, right. it was a voiceover for his his gospel radio show. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah. So so you started as a voiceover actor. No, there was the I was I had tried to get into voiceovers. Okay. And I, I, you know, voiceovers, just because you might have a nice voice doesn't mean that you're going to book some voiceover jobs. Right. Right. Wow. So, so just yeah. so at the end of the at the end of the day, the faithfulness that you've had and the, and the hope that you uh, believed in that God was going to open up a door for you goes back to faith, I think. And I don't think mm -hmm. people really understand uh, the power of faith. And uh, tell us a little bit about your faith. What what causes you and your faith to believe in this space? Because I've come too far. Okay. You know, I've seen, I've, even before I even moved to California 20 years ago, even before I started acting in 1998, I saw all of this. I remember it was probably 1993, um, sitting in Chicago. I was going to school in Chicago, uh, South Suburban College, and I went over to my friend's house and I, we was watching the Oscars. And I'm just like, why are we watching this? And she's like, no, nah, you know, let's just watch it. It seems like, you know, some fun. I said, uh, all right. So we're watching it. And then, you know, you listen to everybody give their speech when they win or whatnot. And for some reason, she asked me, if you were to win an award, what would you say? And I just broke down this speech. Mm. And at the end of the speech, she told me, wow, you should be an actor one day. <laughs> wow. And this was 1993 acting that never crossed my mind. The only reason I got into acting is because I got fired from a couple of jobs. Wow. And I like to say <laughs> acting, acting found me. I didn't find it. I was, wow. you know, coming out of coming out of school, coming out of high school. People thought I was going to the NBA. I was I was a pretty good basketball player. I received letters from from all different colleges, universities, or whatnot. But at that time, I didn't want to go straight to college. I wanted to tour with my rap group. <laughs> <laughs> I was a dancer in my rap group. And uh, we would open up shows for MC Hammer, um, Public Enemy, Salt Pepper, you know, like legendary groups back then. Really? And I, you know, I was I was young. I was I was having fun, but we weren't making any money. And to be honest with you, Bishop, I had two kids at that time. Wow. I had two kids in high school. So, wow. yeah. And so, man, I was like, you know, after a couple of years of being in my rap group and, you know, we had all moved to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. My parents got a phone call from a coach, a mm. basketball coach. Mm. And uh, he was like, we want to offer him a scholarship to come play. She's like, well, you know, you haven't even seen him play in a couple of years, two or three years. He's, and the coach said once he got it, he got it. 
And that day I decided to leave my rap group and that's how I ended up in Chicago. Wow. Uh, so I went to school and got a basketball scholarship. And if anybody know anything about the Midwest, which is funny then I'm about to tell you this story, you know, General Motors is the job to have. Right. I remember when we were driving back from, uh, I forgot where we was driving back from. We was going to Dayton and I passed my old General Motors. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Remember? Right. And um, I didn't go back to school. I started working at GM. And I was there for like maybe a year and a half and I got hurt on the job. And they told me I couldn't come back. And they didn't give me a reason why. They just told me I couldn't come back. So I, I had to do something. So I started working at Champ Sports at in Dayton, Ohio. Became the number one salesman in the district there. They said, we want to train you as an assistant manager, but you have to move to Columbus, which is 45 minutes away, maybe 50. I, I went out there to Columbus. I trained as an assistant manager, became the number one salesman in the district out there. Wow. One day, the general manager came. Really cool conversation. He said, you're doing such a great job in this company. How far you want to take it? I was like, I would like to have a position like position like yours someday. <laughs> Man, two weeks later, this dude fired me. Wow. Yeah. And I went to my manager, Ben. This was the general manager. The general manager fired me. Um, I went to my manager, Ben, <clears throat> and I said, Ben, you know, why you let me go? He said, Vince, he said, I'm going to tell you something. If he, he said, if he repeat it, I just deny it. He said, whatever you said to the general manager, that's why I have to let you go. What? <laughs> yeah. Because I said, I would like to have a position like yours one day. Wow. You so made now, nervous. I, I don't know how. I was just barely a system manager. <laughs> well, you're number one, you're six, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 you know what, Joe Bishop? I was putting money in his pocket. Right, right. You right. know, being the number one salesman, you know, in the district, putting money in his pocket, making him look good. Right. So, probably about three weeks after that, I went and saw my very first play. Now I'm 28, 29 years old. Wow. 28. And I had never even seen a play before. Never seen a play. 28, and 29 years old. Yeah, so I went and I sat there in this little theater called Living the Dream Theater in Columbus, Ohio. It was probably about 20 seats in there, and I fell in love with acting that day. Oh, and um, afterwards, you know, afterwards, <clears throat> I'm all excited to meet the actors and actresses. I'm shaking their hands. I mean, it was just like a, like a four or five-man play. And I was, I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And they was like, yeah, you know, if you like it, you should come audition. I was like, really? I said, what's an audition? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what an audition was. Wow. So I went and auditioned, and I ended up getting a part. And, yeah, and it was for, it was called, like I said, Living the Dream. We would do tours, like educational tours, plays that would be, um, right on time today, my first play was um, Langston Hughes, uh, The Lifestyles of Langston Hughes. Uh, then we started doing plays like Black Man Rising. Our young black men are dying and no one seems to care. Mm. Plays, like, you know, that, that really touched you. 
And we would do like little tours going to all these different colleges and universities and performing these three, four man plays. Wow. And so, you know, once I started getting into that more, champs tried to give me my job back. And I told them, I told them, but, but this is going to blow your wig back. I told them, no, I found something that I love to do. So I started, you know, started doing more stuff around Columbus and the movie Traffic with with Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones and, you know, some big names came to Ohio. Right. So what happened was I auditioned and I ended up getting a part. And right there, I told my parents, I'm, I'm moving to California. And they was like, you don't even know anybody out there. I said, it doesn't matter. I'm moving. But check this out. This I take this. This is this is the thing right here. So I ended up moving back to Dayton. I started working at the airport to save my money. And when it was time for me to move to California, General Motors cut me a check for ten thousand dollars. Wait, wait a minute, Vince. Wait a minute. So you said your first major movie was Traffic? Yeah, Traffic. Do you know when I wrote Mirror, Mirror, it was based off of Traffic? I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) And you starred in it. That is wild, man. Yeah. I wanted wanted my movie to crash. It was Crash, rather. But it was it was it was like crash traffic and crash. Okay. It was it was crash, brother. But I mean, I I thought that was funny, man, because I had to do kind of with with (laughs) automobiles and crash and everything. But I think. But but check check this out, though, Bishop. That ten thousand dollars helped me with my move. Wow. To California. So what we might think is a negative in our life might be a positive to push you into what you really and truly should be should be doing in life. Wow. And I after can... and after after three years, wow. They closed they closed that general motor, so everybody left wow. lost their job. I just got a head start. Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. I was telling the actors with our last movie we just did, John Wynn's Playhouse. I was telling the actors, I said, You gotta understand, roles do not you do not choose roles. Roles choose you. I said, I mean, you know, with us, the different things that we've had come and go and people we wanted to use might have dropped off or the, the mindset that I had in the beginning. It, it's weird. It's just it just seems like in, in, in acting and in life itself, people don't understand. A lot of people want to try to make things happen instead of preparing for things to happen. Mm-hmm. And I believe you were prepared. You were prepared. I live by the model from Les Brown. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity than have an opportunity to not be prepared. And you were prepared. You were prepared for the basketball. You were not afraid to make those those leaps, those leaps of faith. That was a leap of faith leaving your rap group going to Chicago. It was a leap of faith leaving uh, 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 your job to go and act. It was a leap of faith to move from a comfort zone of of Ohio to go to Los Angeles, which is which is a whole nother level of of crazy. And, mm-hmm. and uh, with that, with and I ended up moving to San Diego and then realized San Diego is that far from from L.A. Wow. But I ended up saying I only knew one person and he lived he lived in San Diego. So every day I would get up and drive all the way to L.A. looking for me a place to stay. Mm, wow. With that ten thousand dollars that General Motors gave me. <laughs> Which, but, but it gave you but you were persistent, though. And I, and I think people don't understand 
you have been persistent in your craft. You haven't stopped. You haven't. And even in the COVID, man, how how is it acting in COVID? You've been working in, in the COVID time where people were not working. Well, you hey, you know me, man. I, I, I kept keep my mask on. Keep my mask on. <laughs> um, you know, I never want people to feel like I'm being funny style if I'm staying away from them. But I'm just trying to do it. Dr. Fauci and told us to do. So, <laughs> so you know, I just keep my mask on because my 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 wife, she has Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. So I my my reason for one of my reasons for doing all of that is so I don't bring anything home to her. Right. Even though when I do get home, I you know, I self-quarantine. Right. I stay away right. from her, you know, for, for 10 days I sleep in the in the guest room. So, I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough with this whole pandemic because nobody wants to catch it. You know, I know some people who caught it. My son had it. Yeah. My son had it. One of my cousins died from it. Wow. I've known some people to die from it. And it wasn't because, you know, it wasn't no, they died from something else and they just put it on COVID. No, they died because of COVID. Well, let me ask you so, a question. With with that being said, with that being said, uh, we know that there there's a whole uh, a friend of mine, Chris Bell, uh, who <coughs> uh, she works for Disney now. She's like the co. Oh, I know Chris. You know, hey, yeah, that's right. I didn't yeah. know you knew Chris. Me and Chris, yeah, Chris I talked to Chris. Yeah, I talked to Chris when we when I first started, and she gave me some. She talked to me for two hours when I first started. Uh, when I first wrote my movie 10 years ago, when 11 years ago now, Mirror Mirror, and she gave me a whole lot of insight and information. In fact, we're working on a Caribbean channel, and uh, mm. she's putting a Caribbean channel on the Wind Network along with her group out of London, New Zealand, Australia, Australia uh, the uh, to, uh, Tobago, and Trinidad. Mm. So they're bringing a lot of different content. Uh, to the network, and um, but with that being said, uh, she was telling me that there's a whole nother. Um, now the unions have really started going a different way when it comes to the COVID protection and all that with acting. And okay. I don't think, yeah, I don't think acting is ever going to be the same again for a while at least, and uh, and without almost having a quarantine situation. And we were we were blessed. Our show, nobody, everybody was zero corona. We had a uh, quarantine, uh, a bubble that we did with the film, which was great. No one went, everybody was home well and still well. So that was a good thing uh, for our film. Uh, with, with, with the movies and with actors and young actors coming out, a lot of people, a lot of young folks think it's okay that they feel like they don't have to go the route of, uh, of a pecking order of like you, you know, going to Hollywood, auditioning. But now they're starting their own films. They're starting their own movies on on social media and all on uh, and Instagram, what would you say to those type of people that uh, think that acting is just something you do and it doesn't really take a skill set? What would you say to those people that are just shooting on their on their own? Well, first of all, if if you're not serious about it, then don't waste people's time that are serious about it. You know, it doesn't. It's you know. It, being on time is important. Not wasting people's time is also important. If this is just a hobby to you and something to do, just something to show, you know, on on 
Instagram or YouTube just to show off or get women or get men. They don't waste people's time who's who takes who takes this thing serious. Right. You know, yeah, I, I really truly believe in um doing your own your own stuff, your own projects, you know, because you can be on the walking dead, but that doesn't mean everybody going everybody's gonna feel your your acting. The Walking Dead is popular. Hmm. You know, that's one thing. But but you being popular in other people's eyes, that's a totally different thing. So, you know, for me, <clears throat> if people are serious about what they're doing, I don't mind I don't mind working with people. You know, I'm I'm because I look at it like this, I ain't no bigger than the next person. I might have more credits or whatever, but that person, that that director, that that writer, he's he or she is on the come up just like I'm on the come up. So if I'm acting funny style towards them, then they may end up just passing me up and getting to where they've been trying to get to in life and, and remember when I was acting funny towards them. Mm. You know, it's just like <clears throat> when I was kind of when I was nobody, you didn't have time for me or you didn't respect me. But now that I'm somebody, now now you're going to have to jump through hoops and loops to get my attention. You know, that's why I feel like you should always treat everybody the same on set when it comes to sound and grits and stuff like that because you never know who knows who and you never know who's watching you. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that. And and don't treat somebody different because of a financial status, but treat people the same right. because they're human beings. And I think yeah. that's one thing I, I, I liked about you. You always, when I first, when you first did my short mirror, mirror, mirror back in 2013, you know, I was new to this. I didn't know anything. And, and big Rube introduced me. He said, man, Vince is a great guy. Vince will help you out, man. And we, and you came and, and did a tremendous job and showed us really a, a level of professionalism in acting that, cause that was the first thing I ever shot. I didn't shoot it, but you know, I produced. And, uh, and I said, you, my man, regardless of when I do this feature film, I was pre It took me 10 years to do it, but we yeah. did it. And we but look how, look how, look what happened with the Waldens. Look how that happened. Yeah, well, yep. You know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you got to roll with the people that, yeah. Constantly. That you know is gonna be there for you. Yeah, and, and, I, and, the, reason, and the reason why I got the wall is because somebody was slipping on you. That's right. That's remember right, Vince. You called me that week. That's and, right. Yeah, forgot about that. And, and I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you people what he said. This is what Bishop said to me. Right, <laughs> so he had already hired some dude to play the lead in his sitcom. So the guy flaked on him. Yeah. So he come calling me. I'm like, I need you. I, I need you, Doc. Yeah, that's right. So that's he's right. like, yeah, I, saying, I said, uh, and the bitch was like, come on now, you Mr. Walking Dead. And I told him, if I'm Mr. Walking Dead, why you didn't call me here from the get go? Right, right. <laughs> Well, see, I thought yeah, I thought it was too small for you. You know, that's another thing. I thought, man, I thought, I said, man, he don't want to do this. This role's, you know, just a part. And, and I thought it was too small for you. And, and, uh, and then he hit me like, then he hit me with the, can you find somebody to play your wife? <laughs> and you brought Lynette in. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and and that was like a week, Vince. I totally forgot yeah. about that because you mm -hmm. bailed me out. 
in a big way. And the thing about it is the reason why I bring that if we if people have good relationships with people, yeah, and you know you trust in each other, you can make magic. And I always say, let's make magic. Yeah. Well, you're my you know, guy. Bishop, Bishop has hired me. I, I might be talking crazy about him, but he 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 he's hired me for you know for for more of his projects and i appreciate you you know yeah. putting me in mirror mirror yeah uh my cooking show yeah and everything. we're gonna do more so. of that we got people looking at that and i want to even do more but my thing is i looked at chris Knoll, i looked at adam sandler i looked at uh uh uh, uh what's that guy's name pulp fiction what's that director's name Oh yeah, yeah, you're crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, they they use this. They use their people. I said, well, if they well, Spike Lee did too. Spike, Spike Lee started did. off like yeah. That. I said, I'm yeah. gonna do the same thing. I mean, I'm gonna use Vince and, until he gets tired of me and what have you. I said, because I mean, it, that's how it's built. I think relationships. Because I was gonna ask you, what makes one actor of a huge star like a Denzel, Jamie Fox, versus people that are doing the same work and doing the same body of work and have even been in those those same type of films. What makes one actor stand out to is it is it marketing? Is it the studios? Is it the director? What is it? What makes I think it's their work ethic. You know, people people feel like, okay, I can trust this person to come in and do what I need them to do. And they're gonna come in there and they're gonna come in there and be like, well, I'm Denzel Washington, and this is how I want things to be. You know, they're not going to come in there with that funny style acting. They're just going to come in there and do their, do their job and go home. I remember I was filming the movie Ocean's Eleven. Every day I played basketball with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, uh, Bernie Mac. And I remember this one specific day that George Clooney's show came on time. Man, this dude ran out there on that court so fast to tie George Clooney's shoe. Oh, wow. George Clooney looked at him and said, hey, brother. He said, you don't need to do that. I can tie my own shoe. Now, if George Clooney was funny style, he would have told them, had his foot out for that dude to tie his shoe. You know what I mean? Wow, man. Everybody just wants to be treated the same. I think a lot of times society put 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 people on these pedestals. And after a while, a lot of people, you know, even when they finish with that project, they still expect people to put them on pedestals. Mm. And so that to me, that creates that monster of you do what I say to do. Or, you know, I'm Denzel Washington. I expect everybody to tie my shoe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if you're grounded and you don't have an ego or anything like that, you would tell that person, hey, brother, I can tie my own shoe. So I think mm -hmm. just that, you know, Jamie and Denzel and people like that, they, they, bring, they bring fun to the set, but they also bring hard work. They lead by example. They they show you why they're in the position that they're in. Mm -hmm. You know, they won't come off like I know everything, but they come off as being a team player. And and I think that's one of the things that I want to do. I want to make people feel comfortable because a lot of times I might be the guy that's on the set that's been in way more stuff than everybody else. 
And people can get a little intimidated, you know, be like, oh, man, this guy was in this, 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 or this girl's in this, 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 this. And they start feeling nervous, not only just because of acting, it's because, you know, um, who that person may be. Right. I, I know I've been asked a hundred times, was I nervous to be working on The Walk Dead with some of those actors? And I tell people all the time, no disrespect, but I didn't know who any of them were. You know, one and two, I'm a professional actor, too. So why would I be nervous about this next person that I don't even know who they are? Mm. Well, what's interesting, you know, uh, just to remind the guests, we're talking to Vincent M. Ward, uh, the star of, uh, of so many different uh, stories, co-starring star uh, uh, um, actor. Uh, what What is your process when when you come to a show or you get a script? What is your process of preparing for that for that uh, part that you have? You know, a lot of actors have different methodologies of of, of, of preparing. How do, how do you prepare for your acting? Also, I you know you did what maybe three national commercials, Walmart, mm -hmm. uh, Pet Pet was a Petco or uh, Pet no Brevecto Brevecto B with a B Brevecto. Oh, Walmart for Christmas and also uh, direct TV you did. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, get uh, what is your process of, of getting uh, gigs or acts as well as preparing for the acts and the gigs you, you may get? But you know what I'm gonna tell you about what I'm gonna tell you about the commercials first. Okay. I was pretty much dooming myself with the commercials because I kept telling myself I'm not a commercial guy. Okay, I kept saying that nobody's gonna hire me for commercials, and then I said, "Let me stop saying that because it's not. If I keep speaking it, it's that's that's what's gonna happen." Mm -hmm. And so I stopped and I started booking some commercials, and I started becoming more comfortable with the auditions from the commercial because it's a different it's a different thing when you audition for commercials than than um, a sitcom, a series, or or a movie. You know, you have to go. You have to go in there and really like put on a show for commercials. And so, you know, I was so grateful uh, to book the commercials. The reason why I was so grateful because you know I now have fourteen grandkids. The fourteenth just came the other day. Wow! Oh, body, so. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing i love the most is that the grandkids get my grandkids get to see me do something positive mm. even with the brevetto commercial they love the dog in the, in the commercial more than they love me <laughs> 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 so so with with commercials it's something different well the, the process is i don't i don't really have a process i just try to have my lines together i try to have my lines together i try to be on time and I just try to go in and just be a be a professional, you know. And I, honestly, most most of the parts that I've gotten are pretty much close to like who I am in you know in real life. So it's not really like a stretch. I haven't really been like stretched to um come out of my 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 box, except for when I have to cry. <laughs> man you know those young people were literally, literally <clears throat> crying on playhouse man now and they were so gracious that they said we learned a lot from from vince and he just was so patient with us and 
And uh, they were really grateful, man, because some of them, that was their first time on a feature film. They did an awesome job. They did an awesome job. They did a great job. And that's what I want to do. I I wanted to be able to to bring in, bridge the gap with the old and the new or the Mm experienced and the inexperienced in order to keep, keep, keep things moving. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in just using the experience all the time and we never bring up the new faces or the new uh, creative uh, artists that we have in the earth. And I think guys like you and, and, uh, and uh, Judy Evans and even Tom, when we did uh, mirror mirror, Tom was coaching and training and helping Curvin. you know, he said, Hey man, do this, say this. And he was helping also uh, Alex, Alex yeah. man that played the attorney. He was coaching him. And I, I love that. I love that experience that comes with, with anything you do, uh, for a long time. Somebody said, uh, tells a story about this young man and he told this, the young man wanted to be this, like this banker who was super great and was super rich. And he told the young, the young man came to him and he said, how, how can I be like you? How can I be like you? How did you get to do this? How did you make all these right moves? He said, because I failed a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's learned that through your failures is actually, like you said earlier, is a blessing in disguise because where something may seem like it's taking you one way or one direction is actually taking you to your expected end. The Bible says the thoughts I have towards you are thoughts of peace and not evil to bring you to an expected end. And when you are doing these things, acting, and I, I don't think people understand the, the the spirit behind all the media the media is one of the most is the power most powerful entity on the face of the earth because it shapes our mind it shapes our heart it shapes our our ideals it shapes and gives us hope in different circumstances whether uh coming out of a situation or going through a situation it gives you understanding that you're not the only one that has been through these things and 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 i think uh, I tell people, people think acting is attitude. I said, acting is not attitude. It's an art. It's a way of doing it. It's an expression. It's a creativity force of making a character or a person that's on that paper become real. And uh, you, you were able to do that in, in both of the roles we have. Now, uh, and, and, and now, you know what else, you know what else too, Bishop? It's going back to what you were saying about um, helping, helping, you know, the younger people. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's all about being a team. It can't be me shining and everybody else looking dull. Right. You know, that's not what that's not how it should be. It should be, all right, if I see something, this person is doing something a little different. And it, you know, I try to do it without stepping on any toes. You know, if I say something to an actor or, or a director or, you know, a writer, it's not because of, you know, I'm like, God, oh, well, I think this should be like this. If anything, my my whole point is, I see something that does make it better, or I see something that's that's missing. You know, it's not about stepping on toes or being disrespectful. It's all about being a team, yeah, a team. and making it the best, making it make it the best that it can be. Right, right. Well, Vince, I know you're busy, and uh, I appreciate your time. But before we wrap it up, I just want you to. Uh, give the audience. I hear that your real passion is that you want to host a show or host. What what is your what is your real passion that you come in your coming years you want to do? I'm I'm hearing different things. Uh, my man, my passion is definitely um, hosting. I I love just making people smile. I love having a good time. 
my dream job was like Anthony Bourdain. Wow. You know how he traveled the world. He he had the best food, drinks. Uh, he went to the the, the coolest places. Uh, and I always like when I try to create a project, I always try to create one because they don't have projects that they don't have um, the character that look like me. So if I created a horror, you know, I don't want it to be just a I don't want people to feel like it's just a, a black movie. No, it's just a horror guy that's black. Right. You know, when I think of a host, a travel and host, you don't really see too many. You don't see any black travel, travel hosts. That's right. So I want to be that guy. I just want people to have a good time, and I don't want to memorize a whole bunch of lines. I just just want to go <laughs> and smile and have a good time. So that's that's my goal. Well, Vincent and Ward, we thank you again for your time sharing with the Win Network podcast. Now you've been on our TV, you've been on our podcast, you've been on our <laughs> movies, so you have come full circle. I don't know what's next for us, but. We appreciate your service and your time that you spent with the Wynn family, and we really appreciate you. And until next time, next week, check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Tune in and enjoy the podcast with the Wynn Network. Listen, if you don't have the Wynn Network, you can always download it on your app, Wynn Network app, and it's an app. It's a free app, and uh, also you can films everything is vod and a vod which is advertising based which is our 24 7 in our vod channels but we also have a new new uh new releases that's 5.99 a month support us enjoy our content and again thank you dr v m big ward for your time <laughs> for next time that. on the win network podcast thanks peace